Welcome to the Feminine Podcast. This is Nancy Wilson. Thanks so much for joining me today. Today, the obvious topic is Easter and our celebrations and all the things we're doing around Easter. And what a privilege it is that we can celebrate this holiday of holidays because we have a reason to celebrate because the tomb is empty and Jesus has come back from the dead. In our culture, As you've noticed, I'm sure, and probably this is the case in so many other places around the world, the culture is leaning further and further away from the Christian faith, which means we must lean in even more than ever and celebrate more and more obviously and more publicly and not give up like it seems like so many are doing. When I was growing up, Of course, we celebrated Easter, and we went to church, and Mom made a lovely big dinner, and we were all dressed up, and it was a very formal event and very serious, but it was also really fun because of the Easter baskets and the goodies and so forth. But we want to build upward and onward and do better and better, and each generation, each future generation, be building on what our parents did for us. My mom would make me a new dress always, and it usually involved, Easter Sunday morning usually involved a hat also, gloves, a new purse and shoes. I mean, it was the whole thing. Of course, some of that is just different today. We just don't do that. But the point is, we want to build our own family celebrations around things that we do enjoy and that will glorify God and will be a blessing to our children and so forth. In the Old Testament, we see the Jews had many causes to celebrate and so many examples. I didn't have time to research all their many celebrations. I know they celebrated the Sabbath. They celebrated dedicating the Lord's house. And in Esther, They celebrated the deliverance of the Jews from their enemies. In Nehemiah, they celebrated the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem. So I thought, let's just look and see what did they do to celebrate in these occasions. In Nehemiah 12.27, says this, Now at the dedication of the wall of Jerusalem, they sought out the Levites in all their places to bring them to Jerusalem to celebrate the dedication with gladness both with thanksgivings and singing, with cymbals and stringed instruments and harps. So the thing I notice here, the spirit of celebration is accompanied with gladness and thanksgiving. So you see the joy in the singing. There's cymbals involved. There are stringed instruments and harps. So there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of singing and celebrating and happiness and gladness. In Esther, chapter 9, verse 19, says, Therefore the Jews of the villages who dwelt in the unwalled towns celebrated the 14th day of the month of Adar with gladness and feasting as a holiday and for sending presents to one another. So in this celebration, we see the presence again of gladness. There's feasting involved which means food, and they're treating it as a holiday, a special day, a holy day. They even sent gifts to one another. 
So these are times we can imitate the same spirit when we're celebrating every week at the Lord's Day, but special Sabbaths, Sabbaths of Sabbaths, we can make extra special with more joy, more cheerfulness, more delight. This is a holiday, and we can send gifts to one another. We certainly do at Christmas. Easter, there's often gifts of candy and flowers and so forth. It's a party, and we should treat it as one. Easter, like Christmas, is a significant celebration of the Christian calendar. It's a main event. And so think about what you're doing as you're preparing over the next couple of days. And don't just go through the drill, but really think about what you're doing and why you're doing it and what it is we're celebrating. Some of us have done it so many times before, and it's easy to just pull out all the old recipes and get distracted easily by all the work involved in what it requires in being a hostess. But Consider what this work you're doing really accomplishes. You're building culture. You are laying a foundation for generations to come and stand on and build on themselves. We're not just gathering to celebrate a meaningless holiday. We're commemorating something that happened 2,000 years ago. We are continuing a very long tradition. Just wrap your mind around that. Something absolutely true in a world that's been given over to falsehood is what we are rejoicing in and celebrating. Something that's solid and immovable in a world full of shifting sands. Something good that has brought us immeasurable goodness. We're celebrating someone, the creator of the universe, the one who spoke it all into existence and who lives forever and is going to take us to heaven. Without Easter, we would just be lost in a world of sin. But because of Easter, we have new life in Christ. And so this is a reason to really throw a party. So as you do all this labor, think about what your family would do without all of your work. You are being a great blessing to them. You're bestowing on them. You're baking and you're menu planning your shopping and your cooking and your cleaning, all these things you're doing, do unto the Lord with joy and with gladness. Ask God to turn a great spiritual prophet on all this labor for your descendants, for your guests. Pull out that iron and iron that tablecloth. Polish that silver if you have any. Again, when I was growing up, of course, for Easter, mom would iron the fancy tablecloths, get the silver polish. Dad would carve the ham or the turkey, whatever it was. It was a very formal, serious business, but it was so much fun. I think C.S. Lewis says in one of his essays that in old times, people used to put on their best clothes to celebrate. And in our day, we tend to get down into our most casual clothes when we want to celebrate. It's just really a Things have changed so much. So I think it'd be good for us to turn up the volume a little bit to make it more of a serious celebration. Not not to make everybody uncomfortable and all the guys have to wear a tight tie around their necks. I'm not saying that, but it should be a time of real deliberate celebration. Sprinkle the candy down the table. Serve the best that you have, the best you can get. 
And God is going to be honored and pleased with whatever we offer to Him, whatever it is. That's what our weekly Sabbath celebration is. And each week as we're celebrating the Sabbath, we're really, I think, limbering up and getting our muscles used to this work so that when the celebrations of Christmas and and Easter roll around, we we can do it. We are practiced, and we know how to turn up the volume. God loves for His people to rejoice before Him with food, with singing, and with joy, and ask Him to help you to be creative and think of how you can make it bigger and better every year. Always celebrations should include the children so that they can be a big part of what's happening, so that they can sing the songs with us, that they can help make some of the food, they can help serve, they can just participate. We used to have silly songs that we would sing after Sabbath or just on holidays, and the kids would clap and sing or run around and <laughs> while we were doing it. It was just a time of real rejoicing. And so I'm just saying, just have a wonderful time. Thank you for all the labors that you're putting into this for your families. And as you do it unto the Lord, I know He's going to bless you far more than you're able to bless all those around the table. And so commit it to Him and watch and see what He can do with it. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Thanks for joining me today and blessings on your Easter celebrations. Before I go, I want to let you know about my page on Canon Plus. That's where you can find all my audiobooks, audio series, conference talks, and more. Go to mycanonplus.com or click the link in the show notes and have a look around. 